Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello! Welcome to Healing Journeys Today. My name is Nikki Oshinsky-Weller and I am happy to be here. Okay, so here's the thing. The world is loud. Pain is loud. Sickness is loud. The news is loud. Um, The ache of a broken heart can be deafening, can't it? Um, But God is always talking to us. He made us first and foremost for relationship. And I'm so thankful that that's the truth. And so um, God, it says in John 10, three through four, it says to him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Him being the shepherd, which is Jesus. We are his sheep. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you belong in his flock. You are one that he protects, that he guides, and that know his voice. He is always speaking to us. The real question is, have we been trained to discern his voice, to hear it through the noise of this world? The word says, in this life, you will have trouble, trials, but take heart. I have overcome the world. In this world, you have troubles. You know, scripture, Bible, what I'm saying. So I was reminded of the story as I was talking to my husband earlier this week. He had a friend named Robert when he was growing up in middle school. And Robert and my husband were both wrestlers. And uh, Robert would go and train with his coach. And when they would have training days between matches, the coach would go in the auditorium, get a boom box, kids, that's a radio, and would turn up loud rock and roll music, really, really, really loud, and have the boys get in the middle of the ring. And the coach would speak in a tone that was calm and cool and quiet in a normal speaking voice while the noise of this boom box was like, Wah! and he would say, hold, flip, stop, stay, go, stop. And the boys would be like, what, what? And eventually the boys, as they trained, would learn to discern the voice of their coach over the ambient noise of the room. And then when the matches game came, tournament, not tournament, what is it? What do you call that? <laughs> wrestling turn. That sounds right. Wrestling tournament day, you know, when they do, do all kinds of matches. On those days when the auditorium would be filled with parents and kids and lots of matches going on in the same room, the kids could still themselves to pick out the voice of their coach in the whole room saying, stop, go, turn, pause, all the different things. That is the same way with God, our father, because this world is loud, because the pain is loud, because life is loud. He is there always. But the word says this in, where is it? Where is it? Um, in first Kings 19, 12, it says that God comes in the still small voice. A lot of people want God to grab them by the shoulders and shake them and scream in their face what to do or where to go, a big neon sign. And that doesn't always happen. Um, I know that the Bible seems like a recounting of these huge miracles, 
But greater than that, the Bible is an even greater accounting of the small, still voice that speaks to people in the everyday, over the noises of the everyday. And so the word says in Psalms 46.10, it says, be still and know that I am God. That doesn't mean like freeze, have a timeout. It means to find this place that's inside of us as believers where Jesus lives where the stillness resides, regardless of what's going on in the world. If you picture a hurricane, you know, big hurricane, there's an eye to the hurricane. It's and in that it's completely still. There's no wind. It's not loud. In fact, you can see the sun beaming down on you before the next part of the, the hurricane comes. That's where Jesus is. And yes, we have victory that overcomes the world. Yes, we are more than overcomers. But while we're here, we got stuff going on. Y'all, my family has stuff going on that's big and heavy. And in the midst of it, there is this eye, there's this center of it where my Jesus resides, who's always talking to me, who's always leading me and guiding me and turning what was meant for our destruction for our good. And if I have trained to be quiet and hear him. He is guiding me with peace. Um, where did I write that down? Y'all, I am totally going out of order today. We're just, it's happening. Just saying. Uh, how do you train to hear God's voice? Well, first you acknowledge that he's actually talking to you. You reject the lie that God's not saying anything, that you serve a silent God that you're not worthy of being talked to or that you're stupid and you just haven't learned. No, no, no. God is talking to you, period. End of sentence. God is talking to you. First, you acknowledge that. And then you learn about him in the word of God. You learn about his character because sometimes thoughts will come to us that are not our own and they seem good but they're contrary to the word of God or the will of God or the wisdom of the word of God. And so if we know God's character, we kind of learn his tone, the way he sounds that um, I've said this before, but you know, when your good girlfriend calls you, regardless of if she has morning voice or if she has tired voice or if she's whispering or she's yelling, you know, it's her because you just know her tone of voice. You know what I'm saying? That is the way it becomes with God. When you learn of his character, when you hear him, it'll ring true of the voice of your father, or you're like, that doesn't sound exactly right. Um, but also you'll know that that voice is always confirmed in the word of God. God won't ever contradict himself because he is the word. So you know the, what the word of God says. And when this voice comes to you and it does say what the word of God says, aha, but also it says this, where did, where did I write that down? Um, in Isaiah 55, 12, it says, for you shall go out with joy and you will be led with peace. God's voice leads us with peace. So as we know of his character and we look for it in what we perceive as God leading us the next step, it is always going to be joined with peace. Mm, I just spit. You're fine. It's fine. You it's fine. <laughs> We're going to be, we're also going to be led out with peace. Peace is what leads us. Um, I, in my very first teaching here on Healing Journeys today, I 
this sounds weird and self-promoting, but it's not. Please go back and listen to it. I think it was called, what was it called? I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, Keys to Receiving from God, Part 1. I'm in a white shirt. Um, in that teaching, I map out the five different ways we, as children of God, hear God. Not all of us, there's five different ways. What did I write down? Um, we have seers, hearers, we, people who see visions, people who hear God, either in the, their heart or with their ears, people who just have a knowing. They know that it's God when they, when they, oh, is that God? Yeah, I just know. Yeah. We have people who dream dreams, right? And then we have feelers, people who are sensitive to what God feels and the feelings of others. And you can be one of those five things, or you can be multiple of that. My husband sees things and he just knows things. I see, know, hear, and feel. I don't dream prophetically. Um, my best friend is a dreamer. Just there's any combination of all those things. And so for you to learn how you yourself hear God, not how others hear, comparing yourself to others. If I compared myself to how other people, oh, I don't dream dreams. I must not know God. No, 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 no. I hear God, but he talks to me in the Nikki way. How does he talk to you in your way? But I want you to know God wants relationships so much that he is going to keep sending his word to you and he's going to confirm his word to you over and over again the key is to acknowledge that he wants to talk to you to let him show you where he is in peace in the middle of the storm and to recognize his character that is leading you with peace and then you will be led by the one who is talking to you that's that's the way this works you know i was reminded of this rather embarrassing story it was pre-children, okay? This is before kids. And I was going to the gas station. I had on some kind of rock music, very, very loud. Um, and I was singing. It was lovely. And um, then I got out of the car, filled my car with gas, and then got back in my car. And as soon as I turned it back on, of course, the music went, Wah! and um, I'm driving. I'm going home. I'm just driving, and it's really loud. And then I noticed this car is following me. Now, in the past, I've been followed. And if you're being followed in the car, you just drive your car until you get to gas station or to a police station. And magically, the car that's behind you will disappear. But um, this time, this car kept following me and it kept following me. And I had this anger rise up in me, not, not fear, not concern, but just like tick. Like, why are you following me? And God said, stop the car and ask him what he wants. And I was like, well, that's not that. That's not wise, really, to do that. But I knew that's what I was supposed to do. I knew it. And so I literally stopped my car, put it in park, opened my car door. Don't do this unless God tells you to. Stood up and looked at this man square in the shoulder and said, what do you want? And he said, um, darling, look at your car. I was like, what? And I look over and I had driven away from the gas station with the gas nozzle and hose still in my car. And it had broken away because apparently they're connected by very strong magnets to the gas line itself. And it had been hitting my car the whole time, denting my car. Um, and I didn't hear it because of the loud rock music in my car. That happened. And so 
I was very close to home and so I walked into the house to Mark and I said, honey, uh, I just stole the gas line from the gas station and I have to take it back. And he goes, okay. And I bundled it up and put it in my trunk and then drove back to the gas station and walked in like this, like, so sorry. And they said, wow, this happens all the time. You're the first person to ever come back. <laughs> I say this very embarrassing story to illustrate this point. If you have a thought that is dogging you, not nagging you in a way that eats at your soul, that condemns you or makes you feel like crap, that's the enemy. But if you have a thought that is not your own, that just won't go away, or a sign or a number or a something that just keeps looping in your life and it keeps following you wherever you go, Will you turn around and ask it what it's trying to say to you? Because that is God. God does that. He's not a one and done relationship person. Well, I told him once and he didn't respond to me. That's not who our God is. He keeps trying. And so as you stop and turn to these things that keep looping in your life, you're going to realize it's him. And then as you acknowledge where the peace is leading you, and you decide to trust that peace because you serve the God of peace, you're going to see the evidence of that being him and it being for your good in your life. And the next time you won't have to question it as long of if you're going to be led by that peace. Um, this is a training thing. Um, I heard a man named Sean Bowles, and I mentioned it in the, my previous teaching. He has a, a book where is it? I put it here. Um, you can get it on Amazon. It's called Translating God by Sean Bowles, B-O-L-Z. This is the best book I've ever read on learning to hear God for yourself. Um, it articulated things that because this has been my lifestyle most of my life, I'd never heard it articulated before about how to hear God for yourself, ultimately how to hear God for others, um, how to discern him. Uh, it's excellent. And I heard him say, that he would train or practice hearing the voice of God. And I thought, well, that seems weird to practice hearing from God. But it is a practice thing because it's a focused choice. And so I will, especially in today's age, Lord, am I supposed to go get the, the mail right now? Well, in this still place inside of me, do I see myself doing that? Or is it a no? Um, the other day I was at Costco and... I'm trying to stack up, stock up and not have to go to the store as often, just like everybody else. And I walk past, this seems silly guys, but this is God in the real life. I walk past the maple syrup and God said, grab a maple syrup. And I said, well, I have an open one and I have an extra one underneath the thing. And then I, he didn't say it again to me, but I saw it in my heart, go get maple syrup. And I thought cost versus benefit. I know I have that. I know it's $9 for the big thing, but he asked me to, and it's for my good. And I turned the cart around and went and grabbed the maple syrup and I put it in my cart and he said, thank you. And I said, Lord, what is that about? And he said, it was a test. I said, why was it a test? He said, because there are greater things in maple syrup that don't make sense to you that I'm going to need to ask you to do. Thanks for passing this test. It was training like any good teacher, like the karate kid, wax on, wax off. You learn and these habits become almost like muscle memory. And then 
days happen where you think you know better and you know the stock of your pantry. You know if you need maple syrup or not, but he still says to do it. And because you have a relationship with the one who guides you with peace, you know his character, you do it anyway. And you know why later, what you, why you needed to do that or not, doesn't matter. He gets to make the call where the word says we are led by peace. It also means that the peace of God rules our heart. Ruling and reigning, meaning the umpire, the one who gets to make the decisions. And it's great because it takes the load off of us. So I encourage you to, one, go listen to that other teaching. In it, I refer to a woman named Havila Cunnington. She has a ministry called truthtotable.com. She talks about the five different ways that we hear the Lord. Um, just go back and listen to that teaching when you get a chance. But as you find out how God talks to you, as you learn of his character and the one who is peace, you will hear him over whatever noise is attacking you. You will. If you were made for relationship by the one who is love, then of course he is talking to you. And of course, if you are seeking him, you will find him. And as you find him, you will hear and discern him clearly. And then you go, wow. You were always there, weren't you? You were always there. Always. I wrote this down. Wait, let me find it. It's in the notes. Um, <laughs> nope, not there. Nope, Nikki's all out of order today, but it's okay. It's fine. As you turn and acknowledge that God is speaking to you, then you choose to let the word show you his character. You choose to spend time with him and the tone of peace in his voice will become evident to you. It's the tone of peace that will lead you in your life. It will. And our God has big shoulder pads, meaning he can take it when you decide to argue a little bit like a kid about not getting the maple syrup or um, like the story about, did y'all ever, I told this story before about when we had sold our house, we we're gonna lease it back for a month because we were building a home. That morning we signed the papers, our garage was full of boxes and I could no longer park my paid off car in the garage. And God told my husband, you should move the boxes and put Nikki's car in the garage. Then he told me, you need to move the boxes and bring your car in. There's some rain coming. And then he told us jointly a third time. And we were so tired. Our kids were much younger and we had just gone and signed a million papers and been moving and all the things. And we we're like, oh, it's just a little storm. It'll be fine. No, we're not going to do it. Well, in May in Texas, we have hail storms, meaning anything from pea size hail to softball size hail falls from the sky. That day we had a hail storm. And my husband and I stood in our garage that had the door open at my car in the garage outside in the driveway outside the garage and we watched the ever loving tarnation get beat out of that car to the point where it was totaled by the insurance company and we stood there and went he told us he told us he told us just just move the boxes he knows better than i and so we keep saying as these big choices and little choices are put before us my husband and i often will just say to each other just move the boxes just move the boxes. He knows he's, he is for good. Just, just move the boxes. But even little things that are not life and death that don't have big consequences. 
God wants to be a part of. You know, I have people in my life that I only talk to them about big things and I love them dearly. But the ones who are closest to me know the things that are insignificant and the big things. They know both of them. And that's how God wants. He wants to talk to us about the things that aren't important. He wants to talk to us about the color of flower that we're looking at that we like or don't like or the silly TV show or a past memory that hurts or relationships that we wish were different or a funny movie. He wants to talk to us about all the things because he is a good friend. He's a lover of our souls, our mind, will, emotions, and conscience. He is a good God. So I encourage you to acknowledge that he's talking to you. Acknowledge that he is the Prince of Peace and find that center place in the storm, that place of peace that you can go into no matter what. I've had to run there this week, Lord, and he has met me there with a steady hand that I can hold, with comfort and love, with encouragement that's not hollow or puffed up with emotions, but is comes from the one, the giver of life, that comes from this stream, this well, from that quiet place in me is also well that river of life pours out of into my everyday life. And it also gets my eyes off of the storm that's surrounding. It goes back into the middle, the still place, the quiet place. And you will have it too, because every mature Christian that I know knows what I'm talking about. And if this is brand new to you, I'm so excited because God's showing you the next piece of the puzzle. Welcome to the next step. It's there. It really is. So what else did I write on here? I wrote something. One more thing. Let's remind Nikki next week to just in a, in a straight line. We're heading in a straight line. Where is it? Oh, I thought this was so cool. Did you know that in the Gospels, Jesus referred to our spirit over 100 times? 100 times. Why? Because he was sent to reconcile us back to the Father so that we could be grafted back into the family and restored to relationship. And where does relationship happen but in our spirit? That's where it's a done deal. That's where what Jesus did was a finished work. And that's where God talks to us. Where does that one? Where is that scripture? Let's find it, shall we? Aha. It's in our spirit that God talks to us. John 4, 24. Uh, it says, for God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. To worship him is to turn your eyes to him, to magnify him. It is in your spirit that God is talking to you. That's why it can always be still there where he's talking to you. That's where there's always peace there where he's talking to you because it's not in your flesh, man. It's not um, even in the what we, we would consider our thinking mind. It's in our heart. It's in our spirit. I'm interchanging these words. Please hear what I'm saying. So welcome to the next step. And some of you at one point knew you could hear God. And now it's harder for you to hear him. Turn your eyes back to the one who is peace. Turn the eyes of your heart back and acknowledge that he is talking to you because if God is always talking to us and we can't hear him, 
He's not the one that moved away. He's right here. You're the one that stepped back enough to where now it's really cloudy. But he's still right here. Don't worry. He's not pulling away from you. But you've pulled away. So come on back. Don't worry. He's not mad at you. Don't worry. He's not He's not going to be mad or yelling. He missed you. That's why he's kept talking to you. He'll talk to you from now until eternity. Turn back. He wants to talk to you. He loves you. And he might think, but I don't hear anything new. Go back to the last thing you know he said to you. Because remember, he repeats himself. Go back to the last thing and obey it or believe it or trust it and stay there. And then the next thing will come and the next thing will come. He's a God of order. He really is. So let me pray for you guys. And then I want to read all that. What does it mean to turn your eyes on God? How did how do I do that practically? That is good. Wait, it's all, all the things are moving. That is from Mamok. Okay, Mamok, how do you turn your eyes? One, I would use the word of God. If you're new at this, go back like literally to the word of God and be like, okay, I'd go to the gospels where you see Jesus. And I'd start reading about his character. I'd start thinking in my mind about who the word of God says he is. Who the one who is peace is. And as I acknowledge that, you will, some will feel, some will just know, some will hear um, the presence of the one who is peace. And I would focus on that tangible presence that is peace. That is to turn the eyes of your heart back. You'll say, but all these things are going on. Yeah. And the one who is peace is right there in the middle of it. So the world is going to do everything it can to get your the eyes of your heart onto the troubles onto the would-be, could-be's, onto the shoulds, onto the whatever's. But if you choose to go back to the word of God, to remember the one who is peace, or to turn your eyes back and acknowledge the one who's standing right there with you, he'll meet you. This sounds oversimplified and you don't have anything going on in your life, Nikki. Don't you know that this is hard and life is hard? Yeah, I do. And yeah, this is truth. This is the way we're created to live our life which is speaking with, communing with daily, the one who made us. So turn your eyes back, get it off the crud going on in your life or off yourself or off the should have done's or the off the what the other people should have done for you or even off your perception that God hasn't been there for you and go back to what he promised in the first place. What the word of God, which is the truth over even our feelings says and acknowledge it because he's so good. He really is. He really is this good. He really does want to walk with you all the days of your life. He really wants you to be led with peace. He really is that good. So let me pray for y'all. Let's pray. And then we're going to chat all the things. Lord, thank you that you are the great interpreter. I thank you that every heart Regardless of where they are in their, their life, I thank you that what you have for them that invites them into the place where they clearly discern your voice that's always transmitted towards them, I thank you you're getting it for them. I uh, see some people, you're standing and you feel like there's quicksand around you, like everything's moving, nothing's stable. Everything's just sliding past you like sand. And as you acknowledge the one who is peace, 
as you let peace guide your steps, you're not being sucked down in everything that's moving around you. Those things are being sifted away from you so that you can see the bedrock of the one that your life is founded on. In 2020, it has done a lot of sifting, a lot. And a lot of things have been lost, stolen, taken, corroded away. But as it's all shaken out, we get to look down at our feet and see the bedrock of the one who made us beneath us, holding us, holding us and guiding us with peace. I'm so thankful. Lord, I thank you that you're our friend. Thank you that you are with us wherever we go. Thank you that any confusion that tries to attach itself to this word that tries to twist things that weren't said or tries to make things hard or cloudy. I rebuke confusion now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that the spirit of the living God that lives inside all believers, I thank you that it rises up within us that starts praising you and thanking you that you are with us, that you are speaking to us. Thank you, Father. No confusion. Thank you, Lord, that you are showing people how to acknowledge your peace how to discern it and hold it with both hands in Jesus name. You know, God wants me to tell you, I have to go and grasp his peace. Like a, you know how a little kid will go up to a daddy's leg and just wrap their arms around it and sit on his foot and just hold it. I have to do that. There are all times where all of a sudden I will let go of his leg, let go of that piece and start looking around me at all the stuff. But in the moment I remember to turn back to the piece and just grasp it, you promise. Grasping the piece looks like remembering the promise. Grasping the piece, it looks like remembering God's character. Grasping the piece looks like turning back and remembering in the past where he showed up. And he showed out and he was faithful to his word <laughs> and acknowledging that that's what grasping the peace looks like. And it's a daily choice. And depending on the day, sometimes it's a few times a day and sometimes it's every couple minutes grasping the peace. You know, if you are walking, if you have that peace in your life and you're walking next to people who their peace is being disturbed, where um, they feel things falling away from them. Um, I want to acknowledge you that you can walk beside them without having your peace is not the right word without uh, being shifted yourself. You cannot give what you don't have, but you have this peace. It is carried with you like a backpack wherever you go. And so if you acknowledge God, if you keep your the eyes of your heart on God, your focus on God, as you're with the people who are walking through stuff, it'll naturally pour out. You know, I just got an email uh, from a mama this morning and she was talking about <clears throat> how do you train little ones um, to hear God for themselves and to know Jesus and the character of Jesus. I need to do a teaching on that. But the main thing is, is mama keep your focus on your love relationship with Jesus. And then the people that you are called to minister to out of your love with Jesus, it will come naturally from the overflow. You'll have to give what you have to give, 
But the greatest example that we as Christians can be to the world around us is people who actually live what Bible say. So focus on your relationship and what you are supposed to give the pieces to those people. It will naturally pour from you. But your eyes isn't focused on the people who need you. You're available to them. Your eyes are focused on the lover of your soul, Jesus. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Lord, I thank you that you are calling your people into divine appointments, meaning God set appointments in the next few days where they just know it's you. They know it and they have in their pockets what they need to give to the world around them. I thank you for those appointments where we get to carry the mantle of people of peace that are led by peace and that can hear you regardless of the noise. I thank you for bold, bold speaking Christians who speak to the storm and say, hush, hush to the noise, that they carry a peace that is greater than any storm. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is the spirit of the living God on the inside of you than any destruction in the world around you. You are carriers of God himself. Don't be afraid. Lock your eyes on him. Let him get bigger to you. And as you walk through this world that is full of storms, you will carry the mantle of peace and the world around you will be changed. It will. You'll look different. It'll be good. It won't drain you. It won't. So thank you for being here today. Please go back to, what is it? Keys to receiving from God, part one. I'm in a white shirt, long back. Um, go listen to that. Pass Nikki, she has words for you. Um, but please allow the word of God to show you God's character and acknowledge that he is talking to you. He's not a cruel friend. He is a faithful friend. And faithful friends talk and are there and don't pull away. So I love you guys. Let me. Say hi to everybody. Hello. Uh, Miriam said he wants the lost to be found. Those found to be renewed in their mind. Prayer never hurts. It blesses. The results are up to him. The results are up to him. The, the results are this. Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. It is always his will to heal, to restore, to save, to set free, and to commune in relationship. That's the results he won. We have to choose life. We got to choose life. Um, could God keep reminding you to pray for a difficult person? Or is that the enemy? Now, why would the enemy have you pray for someone who's difficult? <laughs> Prayer not being uh, saying scriptures or praying prayers of manipulation to change the person. Prayer being talking to God about this person and asking God his heart for this person and asking God for wisdom to speak life over this person. That's Jesus. Um, God won't ask you to compromise boundaries that are set in relational knowledge of being wise. If someone is difficult or abusive or untrustworthy with your heart, he's not asking you to compromise that, but out of a settled place, a mature place Knowing the one who loves you in peace, you can sit all day long and speak life over anybody. 
that's the calling of believers. So yeah, absolutely. But the enemy sometimes will have people that God has released you from because some people are just in your lives for seasons or some people make choices that they no longer are healthy in your life. Um, and God's released you from that relationship one way or the other. And the guilt of what, or the shame or the disappointment of what could have been or the unforgiveness or the just the torment of what happened can dog you to where you feel like as a good Christian, you should be shundying over this person all day long. If there is not peace hooked up to the prayer, up to the asking, it's not your father. So uh, you'd be led by peace. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. Let's see. Ooh, please agree with me about my grandma facing a minor health issue and she's afraid. She's growing in a true relationship with Jesus. I can tell she's getting weary. Absolutely, Freddie. Let's pray for Freddie's grandma. Lord, I thank you that you love Freddie's grandma. I thank you that you pursue us all the days of our life. And I speak to that grandma heart right now where she's getting tired. Lord, I thank you that you meet us right where we are and where her heart's getting tired. I thank you that you bring a refreshing joy to her that only you can bring. I thank you that you bring things that tickle her funny bone that only you know about. And I thank you that you sharpen a picture in her heart of a life free of this issue, that it gets smaller as your promises get bigger. Thank you, Lord, that all the days of our life we can walk in peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for asking that, Freddie. For real, for real. It blessed me. Um, yeah. Wait, okay, let's see. The Lord told me to get magic erasers, and I didn't know it was him at the time, though. I even went to the aisle, and they were $8, so I just passed it, and I got home, and my husband is on the phone with the marine shop. He just got his boat back after being worked on and there was grease smudges on it. And he was asking the shop, what can I use to get the grease smudges off? And they said, magic eraser. Instantly, I knew then why God had asked me to get magic erasers. Jessica, I love that story. I love that. See, this, this is what God does. He totally does that. Yeah, um, the morning of right before the pandemic happened, it was in March, like March 10th or something like that. Um, I got up and the, before I sat up, God said, I want you to go get paper goods, which paper goods is just a weird thing to say. Like it wasn't like he said, go get toilet paper, Nikki, a pandemic's coming. He was like, I want you to go get paper goods. And I was like, okay. And I saw myself, I just saw a picture of myself going to Costco because that's the most cost effective where we're at. And I said to Mark, I'm supposed to go to Costco and get like toilet paper and paper towels. And he was like, oh yeah, I, I, I saw that this morning. I was like, good, okay. Went and got it. And then two days later, the whole, here comes the lockdown and all that happened. And I was like, paper goods. I'd love to hear what God has spoken to you about. Sometimes it's big stuff. God told me some pretty big stuff this week, but it all happens in the training of the little stuff. Um, think about the best sensei, the best teacher you could possibly think of. Um, the Jedi Master of Padawan. You know, they always start with the little things that build up to the big things in the training. And God does that. And he still does it. 
kind of like a teacher or a lawyer or a real estate agent or a dental hygienist, they go in every year or two or whatever, and they have to do these precepts where they keep up to date on all their skills and they learn all the new stuff. Not that there's new stuff to learn of the Lord. He's always the same, but he continually renews and sharpens um, the Lord that trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. The word he does train us. He keeps our spiritual senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Spiritual senses are exercised, meaning worked out and used. It's not a manipulation thing. Um, I have my husband and I will have stuff going on and I'll just bet myself. I bet it's going to turn out this way. And I'll like go to that quiet place in my heart and be like, hmm, yep, they're going to end up wanting to go there to eat. Or um, I bet she shows up in yeah, I think I see a blue shirt. Okay. And I'll just keep it in my heart. And then later on, sure enough, it'll be that. And what that sounds like a game I'm playing and to a degree it is. But then later on, when I have people write me about words about their dying baby of cancer or whatever, I go to the same quiet place where I saw the blue shirt, where I have these muscles built up that I trust. And when God talks to me in that quiet place about a word that I'm going to send to this mom, and if it's just a bunch of crap, I am just a clanging gong that's going to hurt a mom whose baby has the word of death pronounced over it. But no, I have this God who's met me in all these little steps that's confirmed that, yeah, I do hear him. And so with boldness, where he talks to me in that quiet place where he talked to me about all the little things, he's talked to me about this big thing. And with an assured heart, I can talk to this mom and say, this is what my Jesus told me in the quiet place of my heart. And he's going to do that to you. You don't have to be afraid when he asks of you there or what he tells you there. It's always going to come from love and for your benefit, for the benefit of others to love God and to love people. It is always going to be for good. And it's going to start small. David killed the first the bear, then the lion, then Goliath. He was trained for what he was called to do step by step by step. I am going to go. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for hearing my heart. And uh, Sean Bowles' book again on Amazon, uh, Translating God by Sean Bowles. It is uh, hearing God's voice for yourself and the world around you. I cannot recommend it enough. And I'll see you next week. I love you all. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.